It is Sunday, February 19th, 2012. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappen. On this week's show, my reaction to the greatest crossover ever, we're tracking down obscure Disney films, and it's part one of the Jones Soda Holiday Fizzathon. It's episode 5.13, Flag Point. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. I tell you, I am relaxed. I am tanned. I am buff. I am ready to get back at it. Uh, for those who don't follow me on Twitter or aren't Facebook friends or anything like that with me, um, I was actually off on vacation last week. But you know what? The podcast was not interrupted because for the first time in like three or four years, I had the foresight to work ahead before I took off. Then I was just so inspired. I was like, hey, I should sit down and record this shit while it's on my mind. So there you go. I am back from vacation now. We're back to being all current and everything. And you know what? I came back to some of the bestest news ever. Two of the world's biggest science fiction franchises are finally going to be meeting up. They are going to have a crossover in that wonderful medium of comic books. That's right. The 11th Doctor from Doctor Who is joining the crew of the Enterprise D. They are doing an official Star Trek The Next Generation Doctor Who crossover. How insane is that? It comes out in May. Uh, The comic book is going to be called Assimilation Squared. And this is the simple premise. Works quite well for these two uh, science fiction franchises. And that is The Borg form an unholy alliance with the Cybermen. And these two cybernetic beings go off to assimilate the entire galaxy. So the 11th Doctor lands the TARDIS in the shuttle bay of the Enterprise-D, and he joins up with Captain Picard et al. to stop these two creatures. Why was this not done before? Well, it was done before, and it dominated the internet in the forms of all kinds of fanfic. But, you know, this is being done by IDW Comics. They have the official license to do Star Trek comics. They have the official license to do Doctor Who comics in North America. So this is about as official as it'll ever going to get. Crazy! Uh, Thing is, though, in the uh, realm of uh, comic books, this isn't the first time that uh, Star Trek has done a crossover like this. Back in the 1990s, Marvel Comics actually had the license to do Star Trek comics, and in the grand Marvel tradition of anything will sell if we put Wolverine on the cover, they did a Star Trek X-Men comic. The original crew teamed up with the X-Men. That was so popular, they did a sequel where the Next Generation crew teamed up with the X-Men. And in fact, 
right now in the comic books. Uh, they are actually doing a crossover with the original series crew and the DC Comics futuristic super team Legion of Superheroes. So yeah, the crew of the Enterprise, they've teamed up with lots of cats, but this is the first time they've ever teamed up with Doctor Who. That is going to be insane, so I hope my local comic book shop saves me a copy when it comes out in May. I always said that Athabasca could use a comic book shop. It's too small a town to have one, but I would sure like it if they had one. So then, let's get to some music, shall we? Going with the Star Trek motif, here is a cut from a Star Trek movie. You listen to it, you tell me if you recognize it. I'll tell you the story about it after the tune. So, did you figure out what that's from yet? One of the things I'm really enjoying about picking up all these obscure film scores is the fact that they tend to include music that was never used in the films. You know, they recorded it, then the director decided he didn't like it, and they went in a different direction. That right there is an unused opening credits track for Star Trek For The Voyage Home. Yep, they 
recorded that, they played it, figured it didn't mesh well with the uh, opening credits, so they went back and did the uh, familiar Star Trek IV theme that we all know and love. Crazy, but still, now living forever on the obscure soundtrack CD. Cool, eh? Yeah. I am Mark Kappas, you are still listening to the Targ, and you know, I gotta go back now to reflecting upon my youth. I blogged about this not too long ago and how I long for those offers of my childhood. Remember when you collected G.I. Joes and they had the little flag points on them? You'd clip out the little proof of purchase and you'd put it in the envelope and you'd mail it off and six to eight weeks later you'd get like an exclusive G.I. Joe action figure? Yeah, and hardly anyone does anything like that anymore, and I kind of miss that. So sometimes I keep my eyes peeled for an attempt to kind of recapture that from my youth. Do something like that again. Now, you might remember from a couple episodes ago, I was really obsessing over the classic Disney movie Condor Man. Haven't seen it since I was a kid. Would love to see it again. So I started seeing if it was available on DVD. Apparently it was released on DVD like 10 or 12 years ago, but that DVD is now long out of print and it goes for like 100 bucks on eBay. No thank you, too much for me. So how else could I get my hands on a copy of Condor Man? So I started doing some goofing around online and I discovered that Disney has a movie club. You know, a lot like the old Columbia Record Club. You know, you can buy like five DVDs for a penny and then you're roped in for life. Now, looking at the Disney Movie Club online, they have lots of exclusives to their club. Lots of classic Disney movies that aren't available on DVD elsewhere. You know, uh, some of the titles that they have there are DuckTales the movie. That's the only place you can get it on DVD. Uh, They have Polly, which is their critically acclaimed remake of Pollyanna that came out in the late 80s, starring that little girl from The Cosby Show. Uh, Another one of their exclusives, The Castaway Cowboy, one I saw many times in my youth, and Condor Man. So should I join the Disney Movie Club for uh, just to get Condor Man? I started thinking about that, and no. I went through a Columbia Record Club phase in my youth, and, uh, you know, they do the negative billing. If you forget to send the card back, you get stuck with their selection of the month, and you have to pay for it. The Disney Movie Club works like that. So, yeah, I might have Condor Man, but for all I know, I'll forget to send in the card one month, and before you know it, I'll wind up with a dozen Hannah Montana DVDs that I don't know what to do with. So that idea was out of the question. Then, more poking around, Disney has this thing that they call Disney Movie Rewards. Every DVD that Disney sells comes with a code, much like the flag points on the back of G.I. Joe's in the past. You go to the official Disney Movie Rewards website, punch in your code, it tells you how many flag points you get for that DVD, and then you can go to their special online store and redeem those points. And lo and behold, some Disney Movie Club exclusives are offered as Disney Movie Rewards, such as Condor Man. So I went through every Disney DVD I've bought for the past five years. I punched them all into the website, and lo and behold, I had enough points to order Condor Man. So my flag points have been redeemed, and my copy of Condor Man is going to be arriving in six to eight weeks. Ah, it pays to be a pack rat. Ah, and I've realized that I own far more Disney DVDs than a single man my age should. U62 The Dark has everything you want in a podcast. Scooby-Doo, 
Batman and Weird Al. It's the holy trinity of pop culture. Download it today at galsinabox.com. Continuing with the whole Disney thing, I decided to pull a cut off the Tron Legacy soundtrack. So that is called Outlands, and it's from the Tron Legacy soundtrack here on U62 The Targ. Good afternoon. Mark Cap is still here with you. And we're going to do a regular segment to close the podcast over the next few weeks. We are going to have what I like to call the Jones Soda Holiday Fizzathon. You're probably wondering what the hell this is about. Well, let me give you the backstory. Jones Soda. I blogged about it once a long time ago. Jones Soda is, um, how to describe it? Back in the 1990s, you know, everything started becoming independent and alternative. You know, we had indie artists, we had alternative films, and along came Jones Soda, the indie alternative soda pop. 
And, you know, I dismissed it as being a relic of the 90s. It's pretty much now the beverage of choice for hipsters. You know, every hipster chick I've ever known has said no to Dr. Pepper and Pepsi and instead proudly proclaims that they drink Jones Green Apple Soda. Well, whoop de frickin' do, I'll have my Dr. Pepper. But as we all know, Jones Soda has gained a certain degree of infamy for their special limited edition flavors. And they tend to roll these out at Christmas time. You know, in the past, they've done like uh, the whole Christmas dinner six pack. You had like a turkey flavored pop in there and a mashed potatoes and gravy flavored pop and stuff like that. They've done eggnog flavored pop in the past. I think this past Christmas they did tofurkey, tofu turkey. So lots of stuff like that. So the other day, I was browsing in Liquidation World. That's pretty much the high-end dollar store for those who have never had the pleasure. I was doing some browsing, and lo and behold, they had there the limited edition Jones Soda Holiday Gift Pack, full of their wacky Christmas-flavored soda pops. Now, this isn't the high-end ones like the Tofurky and stuff like that. I think this is the mainstream one that they send out to, you know, places like Liquidation World. So, you know, I figured since it was marked down to three bucks, let's get this Jones Soda Christmas gift pack. And here on the podcast, I'm going to sample each one and give you my reactions to it. There was four bottles in the pack. So for the next four weeks, I will be sipping one of those pops and giving you my reactions to it. And I'm calling it... The Jones Soda Holiday Physathon. That belch is so disgusting. I love it. So let's see here. First up in this four pack, we have Candy Cane Soda. Since Jones likes their personalized labels, I see that uh, they have some uh, red and white striped socks on this, submitted by Deborah Ong of Cadillac, Missouri. Well, thank you very much for your label there, Deborah. So, yeah, candy cane flavored soda. It is a vague pinkish color. And with something like candy cane soda, I'm expecting this to be peppermint flavored, you know, a nice peppermint flavored soda pop. So, let me just, um, Crack this open here. There we go. Ooh, it's fizzing. Okay. Wow, smell the artificial flavoring. Okay, here I am. I am taking a swig of the candy cane soda. Yep, I was right. That's pepperminty. Peppermint flavored pop. It's not bad. I'm glad to say that it's not overpowering, you know, like real strong peppermint. It is a very slight uh, peppermint flavored thing. Hey, what's this? I didn't know this. Jones apparently does things under their bottle caps, you know, like fortunes in a fortune cookie. What's under this bottle cap? You will be showered with good luck. Oh, why, thank you, Jones Soda. So there you go. The candy cane soda, it's, well, peppermint flavored pop. You know, if you want your peppermint in liquid form, this is the best way to do it. So there you go. That is installment one of the Jones Soda Holiday Fizzathon. We will be cracking open another bottle from this four pack next week. And you know what? I think that'll about bring it to the end of this week's show. I'm Mark Appas. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. 
The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. That's all there is. There isn't any more.